0: All right. Morning, evening, afternoon, all. Um if you're interested in the Irish golf ecosystem, especially the Irish amateur golf ecosystem, you've probably come across this man since he set up his page the last twelve months. His name's Gary from the Irish um from Golf Irish Amateur Info. Gary, how you doing? I'm good, Mark. How's yourself? Good, good. Listen, Gary, I know we had a, a little bit of a chat off air, but I only got into golf three or four years ago and it's something that I never had any idea about in terms of the amateur ecosystem in Ireland, who's the top players, what competitions are on or how people qualify for it. So I know that you're a bit bigger on the scene. I know for your page on Instagram and Twitter, I probably wouldn't have come across it so much. So tell us just actually, we we'll just start off about how you set up the page and how it came about.
1: Yeah. So I suppose like the page was kind of, I suppose, just, I'd know a couple of lads playing elite amateur golf, um, and I found it hard to track them, very regular. Um, So I suppose I was looking at that, and kind of looking at results, and trying to dig out links, and so on and so forth. That time, there was a bit of time involved in that, and I kind of found it awkward. So I thought if I found it awkward, maybe more people would as well. Um, And that was the goal, ultimately, at the start. It was a case of just put up a couple of links here and there, and the odd scoring and stuff. Um, But as time has gone on, it's kind of grown into its own kind of project, and I suppose it's been a good journey so far Um, and something I've enjoyed I certainly enjoyed kind of seeing the players up close Um, and I suppose the plan now is just to kind of keep promoting amateur golf in Ireland.
0: Yeah no definitely I I think you do a great job of specifically that like um, I know you're just to clarify your Instagram handle is Irish Amateur Golf Info and your Instagram or your Twitter handle is Amateur Info but you do a great job of traveling around to the events even the under 18s events highlighting who the top players are or maybe not even top players who's competing in the event and uploading pictures and videos of their fantastic swings which i'm always jealous of so i think you i think you do a really good job of that i think we'll just dive into next was like so me myself i'm like i mentioned i'm not big into the amateur golf scene here in Ireland. What does the ecosystem look like? What is there major championships over the year or how do people qualify or how many people are in this?
1: There is. And like, they all vary, I suppose. Um, like you have the, the top of the chain would be the Irish Amateur Open for the men and women. And again, you go to the close would be kind of... So the Open would bring overseas players. The close would just be all Irish players. And that's kind of the same throughout the age brackets and, and the genders as well. Um, so they're kind of the top of the tree. And then you break it down a little bit from there. So for the men, you'd have the North, East, South and West would kind of come next in line. And then you'd have the Munster, the Munster Stroke and Ulster. And then for the women, you'd have kind of the Ulster Stroke, the Leinster kind of provincial championships, I suppose. And again, the same that done with the younger grade. So to get to the top level, you're kind of starting, I suppose, depending on who you are, but like you want to be really looking at progressing through the stroke play events the opens there and then getting into the provincials um, but like most of them would have qualifying as well so like if you didn't make the grade so um the west of Ireland like would have for the next tear down they would have qualifying so like if your handicap wasn't low enough basically there would be another bracket and X amount of people would get into the championship that way as well so there's a good lot of chances there but again you'd want to be playing off plus two-ish like
0: yeah, yeah, In the
1: men's game, like you know.
0: Yeah, something something that I'll never touch on. Um, me, me, my, my entire life. So I think I'll do the same as you and just follow it. So I want I want to get like kind of a, a clear picture of how it looks. So at the at the top there's the open, which is mm-hmm. like the main one that everybody wants to win. Yeah, and then there's the close. Close. Well, they'd be
1: on pair you see. But the only difference with them is, like, the close would be all Irish players. The open would have international players in the field as well. Okay. So they're kind of the, the top of the tree, ultimately, like.
0: Okay, I gotcha And listen, I I don't mind if I ask a few silly questions. Um. So then the close, the obviously the south of Ireland was on this weekend. Is that mm. a close?
1: No. So that's open.
0: That's open. Okay. That's cool. Open, yeah. So, so the only
1: close can... would be the Irish amateur close Which would be the main uh, Trophy for like the top Irish players Basically
0: Gotcha, okay cool, and has that been played yet this year?
1: No, that's on In three weeks time
0: Okay, where's that on?
1: That will be on in Headford.
0: Okay, so somebody Mentioned, somebody messaged me about this Because Headford is actually my home golf club uh, Okay will, will you be attending?
1: I'll be at that, yeah potentially
0: for two days but a day at the moment all right perfect um all right super so that's actually that's actually pretty interesting and in terms of qualifying for these opens and the closes um so like
1: yeah so like basically the criteria ultimately is so it works off a couple of different things so if you're in the top 4000 in wagger okay that's kind of the first selection process if, if you're not, if you played on one of the provincial teams last year, so if, if you played Interpros, basically, so if you played for your province and you're within one shot of the cut mark, you automatically get a place as well. And then it goes mm-hmm. in handicap order from there. So, like, the lowest handicap in after all them spots are finished, it's handicap order from there then, basically.
0: Okay, gotcha. And then how many people usually make up each of the fields? Are they all different or...?
1: They all vary, yeah. So kind of generally you're talking ninety as an average, well kind of standard field, and then it progresses up. Like the North last week had hundred and fifty in it, the mm-hmm. inch hundred and forty four, so they tried to get as many out as possible. Um the close is somewhere in that region as well. Um the yeah. smallest field ultimately is Cork, so the Munster Stroke and okay. the Ultra Ulster Stroke for the men in particular, the women's would vary. The, the women's field the women's fields would be a bit smaller
0: okay gotcha so um that's pretty and then, then are they all so i know that the south of iron was a, a match play like a stroke play make a call and then top 64 i believe went, went to a match play situation is yeah. that the same for most of them or
1: it used to be for a lot of them um, but they're slowly going away from match play i would say um so the north up to this year was always match play So the North was kind of the one that people wet their feet at, if you want to call it that, because the field used to be 300. um, So it it was played over the two courses. Um, That has now been changed to 150 this year, and full straw play, so the match play section of that is gone. The West used to have 64 for straw play. That was now reduced to 16, or sorry, 64 for match play. That's now been reduced to 54 whole straw play event, and the top 16 qualify for match play. So that's a bit of a grind to even make match play, to be fair, and tough golf course and usually in tough conditions as well.
0: Yeah. Okay, geez, that's, uh, that's pretty competitive. Are they usually over three days or is there some of them four days or more?
1: So the South, if you won the South, so it's like even to get to the final day, that's five days of golf, at me. So you had stroke play day one, stroke day play two, or day two, sorry, and then you had third then you had 36 match play, 36 match play, 36 match play to win it ultimately. Like So, a lot of golf luck. Like.
0: Jeez. Wow. Well, and then I know um, Hugh Foley won it this weekend. Thanks to thanks to your page. And he only won in Port Rush 12 days earlier, if that's correct as well. So, that's a... well, there's correct, correct, yeah. A hell of a lot of golf for him to play over the space of two weeks, just under two weeks.
1: Yeah, and he's off to uh, the K-Club this week now to play in the Challenge Tour event. So, fairly long yeah. stretch. Um and then the home international teams were named today, which obviously he's on as well, which is next week. So this is the business mm-hmm. end of it basically.
0: Is so it just I want to go touch back to a little bit about what you said earlier. In terms of courses, do they usually so I know the north was in Port rush, the south is mm. in the Hinch. Do they yeah. usually tend to be the same courses year over year or do they vary?
1: Bar the open and the close, um all the rest of them would stay on the same courses more or less. Um, it's very hard to get a course to give up the mm-hmm. entire course for a week because, like, again, these lads would have practice days as well. So, and like for the North, it's played over two different courses. So, you get to practice courses closed for a bit longer for the practice and stuff. And um, even for the Hinch, like the lads had access to it the day before to get a feel for the place, then it's closed for five days after that. So, like, it's a lot of time lost and revenue lost, I suppose.
0: Yeah, especially in the middle of summer as well. Yeah, okay. so
1: it's hard to get new tournaments into new courses, basically. Um, like tr- tradition is what keeps them going, basically, you know. So like the courses like to have them there. Like Lahinch was a great venue last week. Great people. They love the championship down there, um, mm. and that's why you could Golf Ireland you can ultimately get the course for as long as they get it for.
0: Um, yeah, they've pretty good crowds out of it as well, judging by the videos that I saw.
1: Yeah, and they do like the match play definitely draws. Bigger crowds from my experience so far, I suppose, um, towards the final day, because I suppose people know where to stand. Mm. Um, you're following because the crowd will always gather as the week goes on. So yeah. the play makes that easy. So the crowds come out. The West was the same day, a decent crowd out there for the West as well. Like both of them had hairy conditions to say the least, like so um but crowds will come and follow it. Like the stroke play is a bit harder, like even if you take use in the north he was two or three groups, even more ahead of the lads. He was probably about five groups ahead of the the final group, we'll say. Mm. So, like, it's hard for people to understand what's going on when the scoring is either through the app or watching what I'm updating, basically, kind of a stuff, like, you know.
0: Exactly, yeah. Just a quick question off the top of your head. Do you prefer the stroke play or the match play?
1: As a player, I prefer stroke play. Um, I put up a poll the other night, I don't know if you've seen it, I kind of, I asked the question and I was very surprised at the level of people that voted Hmm. for match play. And I suppose when I ask a lot of the players, stroke play is the fairest to find the winner. But then when you ask people in a general context, they would say match play is there because it's more relaxed, I suppose, for the general public as well. Like you kind of, you lose a ball, you lose a hole, you don't lose the the day kind of stuff like, you know.
0: I I think people, like you mentioned there, the, the creme de la creme, the top players actually prefer stroke play because it over three or four days it allows the best players to rise to the top but as a spectator I'd much rather watch a, a match play event I think it's a if somebody has a it doesn't matter if it's a bogey or a quadruple bogey in a hole it's only one hole lost at the end of the day and there's still like excitement towards the end of it so i say that's where a lot of amateur golfers were coming from in terms of the poll. but I thought it was a, it was a great poll. and I got a lot of yeah. Yeah and again
1: it's very much it's a, it's an, an Irish slash European mentality that match play is the way it, like we would have, mm. I suppose, as I said to you earlier, I didn't necessarily grow up playing golf, but as you get into golf, you go out and play a match against one of the lads or inter-club competitions are very popular here as well in, in match-play format. So people tend to get used to that, I suppose. Um, there's a bit more crack in your club. So then that leads into the watching of an event as well. And like, even for me, it's very easy for me to be watching Peter and you going down at it on the Hinch versus watching you above in the north when he's a couple of groups ahead and I'm jumping backwards and forwards on the golf course trying to figure out what's going to happen in the next hour or so like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. 100%. So I just suppose jumping back to, we won't go too by far in history, but maybe like the last year or two of COVID, how has it looked? Did COVID have a big impact on it or did the, did the championship still go ahead? There was a
1: couple of them postponed. We'll say the initial year of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. And then once they got going, I suppose you didn't get the international feels that they would have been used to. And then there's been a lot of rejigging of schedules as well. So that's kind of made it a bit interesting. Like, So there wasn't a whole pile of golf up to two weeks ago for about four or five weeks. I know no, that doesn't sound like a lot, but then when you put into context, you have the North, the South. um, Home Internationals is on next week. The, cl- the close is on the week after. Uh, interprovincials are coming up the week after that. So like the likes of the top-ranked lads in particular, they'll be flat out for nearly six weeks on the trot. I think we one-week break in the middle. Um, so it's a lot of golf to be played. Um, and that seems to be the way the scheduling has gone. So you kind of, big chunk early in the year, bit of a break in the middle, big chunk towards the end of the year. Um, but like, unfortunately for a lot of the guys, fortunately whichever way they look at it, the middle chunk is filled with them going to St. Andrew's Trophy or St. Andrew's Lynx or Brabazon or whatever else is on. So... It's congested enough, and I suppose for Irish golf in particular, it's hard to juggle getting the tournaments on the right time so they don't clash with the ones in the UK. Because um, you want them not to clash there, so you get the field from the UK coming over here as well. That's kind of the, the juggling box for them, really. Um, okay, and that yeah. goes through all the golf.
0: Yeah, I'd never really thought about it from that. So let's say you're one of the top four amateurs in Ireland... Are you, like, pretty much playing golf straight through the year from February, March, straight through to September?
1: A lot of them would be. So, like, a lot of the high-performance team, ultimately, they would be playing a lot of golf pretty much full-time for a portion of the year. Like, some of them would take time off work to play golf, like extended breaks from work or unpaid leave or things like this, or they would, depending on what their financial circumstances are, ultimately, like... um because you have to juggle the schedule like again for wagger stuff you have to be playing in europe a bit you have to go and play the europeans you have to play the irish team stuff so you're constantly yeah. kind of going or prepping for the next one ultimately
0: okay and you touched on a little bit there is there financial rewards for winning these tournaments is there significant financial rewards or will people be i know like if we speak about the only reason i'm referencing this i like, haven't Pretty big into the PGA Tour, and when we look at the Corn Ferry Tour, even like that's only one division below the PGA Tour, and a lot of those players would be struggling week to week. Is that mm. similar enough to players that would be competing in these sort of tournaments?
1: So amateur status basically, like these guys would win the same money for winning a decent size scratch cup as they will for winning the north So like it's literally you're playing for the prestige of the tournament, you're playing for the the accolade of winning, I suppose. Um, I. I could be wrong in this but i think it's about 700 euros is the max prize an amateur can win regardless of stature of event um so that Mm. just goes through for this as well um now i suppose a lot of the younger lads and the guys in around there would be looking at turning pro at some point i'm guessing or that would be some part of the plan not not all not not all of them do but if you're going down that route you need to be at a high level in your country before that becomes a reality really so i suppose it's Mm. that test as well like you know
0: yeah, I get you. Just reviewing on twenty twenty two, and I suppose previewing the the next month or two. What so? What have been? I suppose like the top three or four tournaments that have happened so far. Like I mentioned, I'm not aware of this at all. I've only recently, in the last kind of two or three weeks, become a bit more interested.
1: In terms of what did I find as the best tournaments, or what are the best tournaments? Is it?
0: That... Well, what? Are, well, we start off with what are the best tournaments that have happened so far. So the. The biggest one that's happened so
1: far is the irish amateur open for the men and um, same for the for the women to be fair Um so you had colin campbell win the irish amateur open for the men and um, and a scottish girl won the irish amateur open above in baltrae in the women's one Um a young girl actually katie poots was second towards about 16 years of age a really good golfer as well so um, they're the two biggest ones kind of ticked off the calendar in terms of, well, they are the two big ones, if you want to put it that way. Um, mm. the, the lads aren't long back from the European teams, which is, that's the six-man team. So that's kind of the one that a lot of the high-performance team will aim for. Um, that's only recently done, and so is the girls. So like the next big thing ultimately is home internationals next week. So that's your top nine male golfers, and your top seven female golfers are up in Ballyliffin next week. And um, so that's Holmes, ultimately is Ireland, England, Scotland and Wales competing um, in a match play format. And um, so that's the big one that's coming up. We'll say that's on the third to the fifth next week.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a match play format. Yeah. So how how does that work? Is it like, so, so nine, nine men, that, I'm just going to use the men, for example. Is it nine men against nine Irish men against nine Welsh men or?
1: Yeah, so in the morning, so like it's morning and afternoon. So you'll have a number of foursomes in the morning, and then the rest of the team will go and play singles that afternoon, ultimately, and it's points based. So whoever gets the okay. most points wins that game, ultimately, and then you need to get the three games under your belt, ultimately, to win it. Well, two will do you, depending if the team that beats you also lose. And...
0: Okay, and that's in Ballyliffin. Is it on the two courses in Ballyliffin or is it on specifically one?
1: I'm guessing it's on both because both are on at the same time. So this is the yeah, first time the men sense. and women play together. Um so I'm guessing they're gonna use both courses.
0: Okay. Well that's pretty interesting. I'll keep an eye out for that. And I know you won't be in attendance, will you be able to cover it or
1: I'll cover it a bit. I'm hoping to get there for one day, but it's not set in stone yet. So
0: um Okay, we'll try free you up. Very good. And then um just you you mentioned there about the Scotch girl winning the amateur open how often does it happen that I suppose an international player comes over and wins one of the Opens here in Ireland? It's happened a bit.
1: Like, it wouldn't be massively regular <clears throat> occurrence, but it, it, it can happen, I suppose. It just depends on the field at the time and who who the internationals are coming over. Um, and particularly if they're from the UK, they'd kind of play a linksy courses anyway, so mm. they'd be used to that format. It's, it's definitely a bit harder for anyone further afield field coming over. Like, the standard of golf in Ireland doesn't make it easy. It's not a case of if you get a strong international coming over that they have a really good chance. Like, these lads and ladies are top-notch. So, like, it's not like they'll have one advantage. They're as good as the players coming over. So, it's a hard one to pick off, like. um, mm. But it can happen from time to time. Like, it, it can be thrown up from time to time, certainly. Um,
0: yeah. Interesting. So... Like,
1: like, in fairness, I think she birdied four of the last six holes to win it or something, so... <laughs>
0: It's like Cameron Smith, you open. That's the standard yeah. that you're geez. it doesn't matter. Like one one of the questions that I've received on Instagram Stephen uh, is that it doesn't matter what standard of golf is to board the birdie four out of the last six to go and win a massive tournament like that is I suppose just speaks a lot about the talent that is out there. But I will ask you the question anyway, that and the question was are you impressed or were you impressed originally by a standard of talent that's out there, men and women? More impressed
1: than I thought I would be, um, and what I mean by that is, like I would know a lot of lads—not a lot of the lads, but I know a, a good few lads playing high-level golf. Um, so I kind of knew their standard. Now seeing it in competition is obviously a bit different, like seeing it in competition versus their own competition. Um, so that was impressive enough. Particularly going to some of the women's stuff, I've been definitely massively impressed there, and um, I suppose. I wouldn't have seen a lot of it. That's kind of the reality of it. So I didn't know what I was expecting walking into it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're very impressive. And particularly like the younger generation in both boys and girls golf. Like um, like there's a, two lads in particular, like we say, uh, Jack Murphy and Sean Keelan, they're 15, 16. There's another guy from Sligo. Yeah, hey, Tom Brady. Like, there's numerous of them there. Before I kind of get myself in the hole here for not naming the rest of them, there's loads of them there. But they're unbelievable. Like, they're playing off about plus three, plus four-ish. Like, they like at 15, 16 years of age, they're probably driving the ball 300 yards and like walking around golf courses like they own them. Um, mm. And then the girls would be very similar, and they're even a bit younger. So, like the young, the younger girls, like Katie Poots, the girl I mentioned there, is probably about 16. I think she shot one one under for the back nine that day and came second, and she was tied for the lead. You know, in, in a massive event, um, there's a number, there's another, there's numerous more of them. There, you're kind of looking at them. There's a girl there, like she won the Irish Amateur Close this year. She won the girls' close and the women's close this year, about two weeks apart. you defend, so she defended the girls' close that she's won three the last four years. I think she came second in the women's close last year, won it this year. She's eighteen years of age, like she's going off to college. So, like, she—I I think she's teed it up four times in an Ireland in kind of the main events and won all four of them, um, making plenty of birdies along the way. You know, and um, like bets her name, like an outstanding golfer. Again, there's loads more before I don't name the rest of them, but I suppose just examples of kind of standout stuff.
0: Yeah, no, that, that speaks—that speaks volumes as the the potential talent that is out there. Like, I've—I've I've had this argument and with people before that, just because somebody's playing in a, like people just look at the PGA tour, the European tour, the ladies European tour and the LPGA. And I think that's the, that's probably like the only level that's acceptable nerdy. Like mm-hmm. They are the top of the top, but yeah. these people that are competing just below them, whether it's in like these amateur championships or the corn Ferry tour or anything like this, just maybe are just as good. Just haven't caught their break yet because sometimes all you need is just a break to go and actually, Break the ice and get through and get to that top level and then show off your potential. So, and that's I think kind that's... of what
1: it is like. Like, like I, I get a lot of comments after we'll say four, seven over makes a cut above in the island or whatever the number was. And they're kind of saying, Oh, these guys are playing off plus five. How are they shooting seven over for 36 holes? It was blowing a 40 45 mile an hour wind on one of the toughest links courses in Ireland. Like, pros wouldn't have got around it any better. Then you take the Thursday. So Josh Hill, a young player only 18 years of age, shot 10 under below in Lynch. Um, in qualifying, TJ Ford shot 8 under when the wind wasn't blowing as severe as you normally get in Ireland. So they have the potential to do these things, it's just the conditions don't suit it. It's like the British Open, I suppose. Like There's years, that's been one with relief, but not the lowest of scores because conditions didn't allow them. Um, and that's what they play a lot of in Ireland, I suppose, and I suppose that's where for the Irish people going pro eventually that's probably where the transition is hardest. Playing from grinding out a score to shooting a score is probably what they'd have to get more experience mm. at, I suppose, more exposure. Um and again, headford is a good one for the close this year's likes. Like to see them on power playing courses where they can probably shoot scores a little bit easier than s- s- some of the links is definitely something I think that should be looked at a little bit. Um like mm. teach the young lads how to score basically like
0: that's that's a really good point. Um, who's uh, I think was it Jack Nix's grandson or something? like this is just a random example touching on what you mentioned there. But Jack Nix's grandson, Jack Nix made a play off the red tees until he was until he broke par off the red tees, like the the ladies' tees as they're known, mm. and it taught him to go and shoot really good scores. Or I think it was Rory McElroy used to, I could be wrong on this, but he used to go out and start. His dad would give him like 10 under par starting. Mm. And, or maybe it was like he gave a birdie for every boat, a birdie for every par that he made. So, like when he was going out, he'd shoot 10 or 12 under par, but it'd actually be like even par. Yeah. And it just got him in the mindset of, listen, I'm going to go make a birdie here. And then as he progressed and matured and got older, he's like, I'm so in the habit of making birdies now, it just takes one less shot for me. So, I think that that's a really, really good point that you touch on there. Um,
1: like, there's definitely that kind of thing here where like people see scores and like oh these guys are our girls are kind of average but like it's the conditions like hmm. Le Hinch in two days was a completely different place like com- wind versus not um, pins versus not like the island was the same it was a day above in the island I'm pretty sure it was blowing 40 odd like
0: hmm.
1: you just, you, it's not scoreable like you know
0: and, and exa- exactly what you're saying there is that like, people re- read the paper or read an article online, they see the cut was plus seven, and they think, oh, these players aren't really that good. But there's no context. There's no, like, there's obviously no TV companies out there. You ne- you see very few videos, apart from your Instagram and Twitter videos, but people might read about a C plus seven and think, oh, these players aren't that good. I could do that someday. Whereas there's no context to what they did. Um, and that's so it. I, like,
1: like, if people went and watched it. Um, yeah. Like and a lot of these events are on every year in the same places and they're free to attend. Like I'd certainly, I'd certainly suggest for anyone that thinks that these guys struggle to go and watch and play, um, and come back and kind of, what would you do in the in the conditions? Like you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. I suppose then just to get towards the the end, and that's probably one or two questions I've received and one or two questions I want to ask myself. One of them is from uh, Harry Harry. Harry Fannigan, who asks, are you surprised, or sorry, what impresses you about the guys that do well? Is there anything in particular? Is it their short game, their driving ability?
1: Mindset, I would say.
0: Hmm.
1: It's probably the biggest thing. You can kind of see guys getting in the zone and just going. Um, see guys starting to hold putts at the right time and they kind of know they're in the zone and they just keep pressing. Um they just play the right shot, I suppose, is kind of the real thing there, but you can see it, like you can almost see it, that they just kind of, they just, they're happy to grind out that win, like.
0: That is that is a great point, because I've brought this up before, and I'm not, I don't want to steal your thunder, but to me, like, the difference between big golfers now, and kind of like, players that are maybe like 100, and just go back to PJ Tour, 120 on the Felix Cup, is their mentality like, um, a lot of them have, like, they all have track man now. They all know how far 120 wedge goes or wh- how far the right iron goes, and they can all do it. But to me, it's like having the ability to know what shots to take at the right time, being able to press. And the reference that we always go back to is how good Tiger was at this. Like, he knew when to press. He always used to try and get the 54 hole lead and just maintain it on a Sunday. Whereas, like, we saw it last weekend, Scott Piercy enters the final round. And just just, just to bring it back to my own context, but he has a four shot lead. And he's not there as much as other players are. And it just comes down to mentality. He's well able to hit all those shots that are out there. But just the mentality of him to be able to persevere through the bad shots and overtake these guys. And even when he gets one shot behind, how do I get back at this? And he's just not used to that. And that's just a big difference between a lot of the top players and a lot of the lower players.
1: Yeah, that's, and that's the same all through the ranks, I would say. like You can see people that get comfortable going, going low ultimately. And mm. that carries over to the same people that are, are winning. They just, they enjoy it. They enjoy mm. the challenge, I suppose.
0: Exactly. Uh, another question here from Ian Murph, 87 is what has been your highlight this year and why?
1: There's been plenty of them to be fair. Um, as I said, it's kind of growing. It's growing into something. It's growing. It's still growing, but it, it grew into, it's growing into something I didn't expect at all. Like, um, that's probably been the highlight. The fact that people are interested in what I do. Um, as a personal highlight of it. Like mm-hmm. I was literally one guy sitting on my sofa some evening, kinda of deciding that like I don't see enough information that this golf junkie wants to see. So is there more golf junkies that wanna see you too, kind of a thing? And yeah, there is apparently. So um but like a lot of the highlight comes from ultimately is how inclusive the players are. Um so to me personally, I suppose, like I literally stand two feet away from one of tee box, taking videos of them. I have a chat with them walking down the fairway, um, and they're all very open with their time, and um, and some of them in the heat of battle, and um, we'll still have a chat with me walking down the fairway, and I kind of that's become part of the norm of the whole page. You now is that like if I need any information, I can contact players, and they'll let me know what's going on or give me the information, and so that's kind of been the biggest surprise to me because. I was actually looking at it the other day, one of my first videos, I'm almost standing behind the tree, taking it of one of the guys kind of going, thinking "This I shouldn't be doing this kind of, I'm not behind the tree now, it just looks at me <laughs> on the video, but um, cause I just didn't know how close I could get, or how okay they would be with it, and ultimately I didn't, like, before I started posting stuff, I'd be asking people, is this okay, and like, yeah, like, they're all very open, like, I spent a fair bit of time blowing the hinge with players, sitting down having dinner, and cup of coffee and so on and so forth and they're very like they're very nice to give me their time I suppose mm. they see what I'm tra- they see that I'm trying to promote them like I've made very strict policy of I'm, my job is to promote golf that's what I want to do with it um, so the negative stuff gets deleted anything that I think shouldn't be posted won't be posted I think the players like that but that's what I found very interesting about it like the players being as open as they are so that's been good
0: That that's excellent and just to to reiterate point, like you I don't wanna blow smoke here or anything, but like just in terms of my own knowledge of the game i I never would have known that Hugh Foley won the north and south only for this page, and I've been following God for the last four years or so. I never would have known who won the north to south uh I never wouldn't have even known how it works, so only for your page it's um it's it's done a really really good job and you're very accurate with the with the information that you give out, and it's very up to date as well so somebody makes a swing. And as far as I know, you upload it within the next thirty or forty seconds, saying this chap is one up to this guy on the sixteen T box. So that's excellent. And I want to. One thing I want to highlight is so just in terms of all your great work, I know that there's been a fundraising page set up to yeah yeah to get you to help you get around. Have you? So this isn't a full time job, is it?
1: No 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 i this is this is only this, well this is not only this is a hobby basically as as i said it's a kind of idea that's growing into something um it seems to be that like it's it's generally a hobby so like yeah i spend my time and my effort just to go off and do it Um as i said like I, it's developing all of the time which is great um but yeah it's just a bit of a bit, a bit of fun for now i suppose okay so then a
0: people lot of work was... but a bit of fun people must really love you if they're fundraising for you so give it i've donated to this fundraiser myself and i'd recommend anybody that that is interested in the page do go on to fun do go onto the fundraising page where can they find the fundraising details gary
1: so there'll be there's a link potentially in my twitter somewhere um it'll be <laughs> posted it somewhere um so one of the players in particular set it up peter but like the rest of the players got behind it and i suppose again like that's kind of credit back to the players in terms of like they, they see what I do to promote their golf so they're trying to help me out and um, like I'm, I wouldn't have set it up myself ultimately um, but they, they wanted to give me something in return for, for what I do and um, so yeah there's what I'll do is I'll probably put it back up on my Instagram and Twitter over the next couple of days if people are listening to this and they do want to donate to a push I'm a bit not funny with it but I, like I, as I said I wouldn't have asked for it so I don't hold the link there and kind of say well please do X, Y and Z it's if people want to donate it, they'll kind of find out where it is. So,
0: yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, like I mentioned, if you are interested, anybody listening to this, it is um, it helps Gary get around to all these top tournaments and help raise awareness about what's going on. Gary, I would recommend that you put it in your Twitter bio, I think that'd be
1: pretty. I useful. think I've been asked to do that a couple of times, yeah. Um, <laughs> not there yet,
0: okay. That's no worries. Well, um. Gary listen, I think I think we're we're pretty much there towards the end of that's all the questions I want to ask As Pretty much all of the questions I've received. Um oh. but yeah, so your sch- actually your last thing, your schedule for the rest of the year. I know you're not going you might make it by living for one day, then you're hoping to make it to Headford for one day. Yeah, the is schedule that- is a
1: bit kind of erratic to say the least, I suppose. The schedule is kind of when I can fit it in. Um so it's generally to do with either time off work or family commitments, I suppose, kind of dictate. The entire schedule um, but yeah i'm hoping to get the valley lifting i'll definitely get the head for for the day if not more um my valley for the inter um which is in in the middle of the two of them and um, and then your kind of the year is pretty much done for me at that point in terms of traveling and that, like mm. the, the women's events finished up last week and um, the men's events will be done in about three or four events' time. So once that's all done, it's a case of sitting down um, and having a look at it again and seeing how the year went and march on for next year, I suppose.
0: But- Lovely. Well, if I suppose if you're coming up to Hedford and My Valley, I might kick my brother out of the house, and you're you're more than welcome to take his bed on your stage if you oh, need well, to. I appreciate but- that. <laughs> uh, now, Gary, listen. Thanks very much for jumping on. Um, yeah, one of is. the best pa- one of the best pages out there for following the information around Irish amateur golf. Just to reiterate the points again on Instagram it's Irish Golf uh, Irish Amateur Golf Info and on Twitter it's amateur underscore info. So if you do like Gary, if you do like the Irish gram, Irish Amateur Golf ecosystem, do definitely one hundred percent drop them a follow. Gary, listen, thanks, yes, thanks very much and I'm sure we'll be in touch soon.
1: Yeah, thanks very much.